Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Championing the core conservative principles of limited government, individual liberty, free enterprise, and traditional values. This is the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. In your Easter bonnet, with all them thrills upon it, Mama, you'll be the grandest lady in that Easter Welcome back to the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 13.30 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. Ah, Dave, nicely done. Easter bonnet. That's appropriate. That's good. Especially for this guest. (laughs) You can also listen to us by downloading the Odyssey app or by telling your smart speaker to play KNSS radio. And make sure you like and share the John Whitmer Show on Facebook. And, of course, follow me on Twitter, at John R. Whitmer. Those are the best ways to stay informed on all the latest show updates. I I do like this version. This is kind of fun. (laughs) Well, before they departed for their April break, the Senate passed a measure that would limit the power of state and local health officials during the pandemics to strip them of their power to mandate wearing masks. It also approved a separate measure to require cities and counties to cut businesses' property taxes for each day they're forced to close or limit their operations. Oh, that should make them think twice. When they return later this month, later this month rather, both measures are likely to go to the full house for debate. Joining us now to explain the bills is Senator Kelly Warren. Kelly, thank you for joining us this evening. It's nice to have you back on the show again, my friend. And happy Easter, by the way. Thank you, John. And happy Easter to you and your listeners as well. Uh, Kelly, I, I assume that these bills arose primarily because Governor Kelly ordered, you know, many businesses closed for you know five weeks while by the way she kept abortion clinics open you know she closed school buildings for for months during the pandemic i'm assuming this has all arisen out of that it has john as you recall it was the governor who did issue all those closure orders it was not your legislature but your legislature led through your senate judiciary committee chairman me has introduced a lot of legislation that would prevent that in the future from happening we have to have guardrails in place to protect our freedoms and our liberties from the overreach of government and that's what we have on the table it's senate bill 541 i want to thank many listeners in your area quite frankly are emailing me i have heard from kansans across the state we need this bill we need this now and i agree well and laura kelly would love everybody to forget obviously i think we've all moved on from covid but kelly would love for us all to forget the draconian measures that she put into place 
to combat COVID, and I think this is part of it. What exactly would these bills do? Obviously, it would it would curtail the government's ability to just shut things down without some form of countermeasure, right? Right. It would prevent, if it passes in the form it is currently in, that it came out of the Senate, it would prevent any governmental entity or public official from requiring the wearing of a mask in response to a contagious or infectious disease. And you'll see that we're talking about any contagious or infectious disease because who knows what the next one is going to be, right? It's not going to be COVID-19. It will be something different. It also prohibits any governmental entity or public official from closing churches, temples, synagogues, and other places of worship in response to a contagious or infectious disease. Like you said, we saw that our governor had issued an order. Remember, it was right before Easter, in right. fact. Yes. In March of, yes, March of 2020, right before Easter, she ordered churches and other places of worship closed. And I have never seen such an overreach of government, an infringement on our First Amendment liberties, and we have to stand up and protect our liberties and our First Amendment rights. And that's what this bill does. Kansans across the state have seen the need for it. They have lived through it. They have seen their businesses closed as well. That was kind of the compensation piece you were talking about, John, that did pass through the Senate. And again, to make government officials think twice before they overreach again, because they know they won't be able to get away with it. Well, I I think some people think that, oh, well, this is unnecessary. We're beyond it. But I think many people think the mask mandates will be back if the legislature doesn't act just this week. The Shawnee Mission School Board, for example, announced that it is revisiting mask mandates out of fear of what they described as, quote, elevated rates of student absences. There are some states that are looking at mandating masks during flu and cold season. I mean, it's like the madness will never end if the legislature doesn't step in and force it to end. That's right. Government cannot unsee what it has seen these last two years in the amount of control it could grab if we don't have protections in place. And you're right. I have heard from constituents that more than seven schools in the Shawnee Mission School District have required masks again, just like you said, in response to the flu, the stomach flu. Um, Never before have they done this. And it is all about government control. And we have to stand and fight against that because we've also heard the, uh, I think Dr. Fauci has said this isn't over. And we have seen another state impose an indoor mask requirement again, again. And we cannot have this happen again here in Kansas. Uh, We're talking with uh, State Senator Kelly Warren, by the way. Kelly, one thing I wanted to ask you about, uh, you have to tell me this. There is no way Laura Kelly signs the Sanctuary City bill if it wasn't an election year. I mean, that it's so obvious. Don't get me wrong. I fully support the bill, and I thought it was great that you were able to pass it. But there, I, her signing it is such an election, election year signature, is it not? Well, it sure looks like it, yes. right? I mean, she's trying to look, you know, more to the center than she has been, oh, yes. and, but we are <laughs> we are smarter than that, right? As voters, we know, and we have been watching, and we have been paying a high price 
John, for having lost that election in 2018. And this is just one more example of it that um, while she might sign this, she's only doing it for her own political re-election effort. I mean, I, I'm curious what she's going to do with the protection for women and girls sports. That's been sitting on her desk for a week now. She hasn't signed it. She hasn't vetoed it yet either. I don't know. My, It's an election year. My goodness. that's That's got over 70% support. Do you think there's any chance she doesn't veto it? Well, I don't know. She vetoed it just last year. So what really has changed in a year that this time she won't veto it what do you think it is yeah it's an election year well and that's the same thing with this with her push to axe the sales tax on food you guys gave her the opportunity you've passed that before and she vetoed it now all of a sudden this push to cut the sales tax on food you did that once already for her you've done it more than once i was just gonna say we did it twice and twice she vetoed it so my point is accurate when i say we have been paying a high price for having lost in 2018. So Kelly, obviously, I know you're one of the candidates who's running for attorney general. How's the campaign going? I know you've had some rather historic endorsements, especially considering it's a primary. You've got some of the heavy hitters who've endorsed you. How's the campaign going? It's going really great, John. Appreciate visiting with Kansans across the state. And you're right. We did have two huge historic endorsements. One, from the uh, sort of business free market um, groups. One was the Kansas Chamber of Commerce. They have never before endorsed in a statewide primary in Kansas. And we all three competed for that, and they unanimously endorsed me. They know I'm a business policy champion and someone who gets things done. The other one was Americans for Prosperity. You know they're a nationwide group, and they have never before endorsed in an attorney's general race. And they did me in Kansas in this primary. And, you know, they they are both groups that are hard workers and very effective in getting the message out. The other one um, was the more social type issues, Kansas Family Voice. So honored to have all those huge endorsements. Well, and that group, or the last one in particular, they're going to be very active with the Value Them Both Amendment. I know they're part of that coalition that's pushing that, something that we have to get out and vote. I know you were very supportive of that amendment, and fortunately, all three of the candidates I know have been very supportive and will be supportive of that regardless of who emerges from the primary. Well, let me speak to Value Them Both, if I could, just a moment, John. Not only do I support it, But you might remember that when I was asked by the grassroots folks to please run for the Senate, I was running against, and this was part of my motivation, I was running against the one Republican senator, the one, remember? You remember? Oh, yeah. Who voted no on Value Them Both when it failed, who voted no. And then I ran against him. He was the incumbent, defeated him in the primary, defeated then the Democrat. And as Senate Judiciary Committee chairman, I reintroduced that amendment to the legislature, got it through committee, ran it across the Senate floor through the House, and now it is on Kansan's ballot. So I am the only candidate in this race who has voted affirmatively to get that on your ballot, who has done anything to be able to get that on your ballot. Well, let's hope we get uh, we, we can bring that through the primary. We wish you all the best as well. If folks are interested, they can get information. They can donate, volunteer. It's Kelly Warren, and it's K-E-L-L 
I-E, warrenforag.com, correct? Yes, Kelly at kellywarrenforag.com. And four is F-O-R and A-G is A-G. And I want to say that not only have I been instrumental in, thank goodness, getting value them both on our ballot, but I will be the attorney general who will stand up and defend it. If we have a Democrat attorney general, which we won't, but if we did, I firmly believe that they would not even defend it. Remember the Obama Department of Justice, John? The Obama Department of Justice just stopped defending the Defense of Marriage Act. I believe that will be the same thing here in Kansas if we were to have a Democrat AG. Oh, I think they you're would right. Not defend it. Yeah, they wouldn't defend things like uh, some of our election laws. They wouldn't defend women yep. and girls sports as well. You're absolutely right. We we have to have a Republican Attorney General hands down. Uh, you're absolutely right there, Kelly. All the best to you. Uh, I'm glad the campaign is going well, and we wish you all the best. Uh, thank you again for joining us this evening. C- carry on the fight, my friend. Well, thank you. And you're right. Kansans want a fighter with a proven track record of winning. And I am that person who can get this job and will get this job done. Thank you so much again for having me on, John. Always appreciate coming on your show and visiting with you and your listeners. My pleasure, Kelly. Happy Easter. Happy Easter. We'll be taking your calls at 845. Coming up after the break, we'll tell you about a rare win for Liberty on college campuses with Matt Lamb from thecollegefix.com. you got to stick around to find out exactly what we're talking about. You're listening to The John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. We'll be back right after this. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.